Hello, this is Hal Leith. Welcome to our podcast. This is episode three of Messianic Mysteries Revealed. And our goal, of course, and purpose for the podcast is to make known the vast wealth of the prophetic scriptures that reveal the true Messiah. Who is that true Messiah? What child is this? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Or in Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach. Let's get right into episode three. In our last episode, we left off at the 14th prophetic detail that we're talking about. And that was Genesis 28, 12, how Jesus was the gate or the bridge and the ladder from heaven to earth and back. Um, Now we're going to go to the 15th prophetic detail. The seed of Jacob, Genesis 28, 14, declares that the Messiah would be of the seed of Jacob. Remember, it would be of the seed of the woman initially in Genesis, and then it would go down through the seed of different families like Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob. The 16th prophetic detail is Genesis 49.10. It would talk about the time of his coming, and that would be fulfilled in Luke 2.1-7, through 7, Galatians 4.4. 4. And the 17th prophetic detail is also in Genesis 49.10, and don't worry, we're going to read that soon, but it would be the seed of Judah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, narrowing down exactly which family and which line and even which person he would be a descendant of, okay? The 18th prophetic detail, Genesis 49.10, that he would be called Shiloh, and Shiloh means sent one. The prophetic detail of, of, of that fulfillment would be John 17, 3, the Father hath sent me, okay? And Genesis 49, 10, again, uh, the 19th prophetic detail would be the Messiah would come before Judah lost his identity or the tribe's identity. And the fulfillment of that would be John 11, 47 through 52. The 20th prophetic detail is also in Genesis 49, 10, unto him shall the obedience of the people be. He would be the ruler and people would submit to him. The fulfillment of that is John 10, verse 16. Now, let's go to Genesis 49. Jacob, who was also called Israel, had 12 sons who would be the patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel. And in this chapter, Jacob is giving them a prophetic utterance about their future. And he gets to Judah, the tribe of Judah, which, by the way, is the the tribe the Messiah would come from. And he basically starts and he says... um, Judah, in verse 8, Genesis 49, verse 8, Judah, you are he of whom your brothers shall praise. By the way, Judah means praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Now, this is not just talking about the man, Judah, or even the tribe, but the descendant, the Messiah that would come from him. Verse 9, Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down like a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? By the way, the Lord Jesus Christ is not only known as the lamb, but also the lion of the tribe of Judah. Verse 10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Now, I want you to understand that the actual tribe of Judah and the rulership of Judah ended after when Jesus was about 12 years old. 
And uh, it's interesting to me that they have no lawgiver or no descendants that ruled after Jesus. He really did fulfill this verse. And notice, Shiloh means sent one, the Messiah. And it also says, to him shall be the obedience of the people. The Gentiles, even, and the Israel and the Gentiles would bow down to him. Is this powerful? This is amazing. So in one verse here, in Genesis 49.10, we have... Five prophetic details. The time of his coming, the 17th or the 16th prophetic detail was the time of his coming. The 17th was that he'd be the seed of Judah. The 18th prophetic detail, he'd be called Shiloh or sent one. The 19th prophetic detail that the Messiah would come before Judah lost his identity and they, in the Judah did lose his identity after Jesus came. And verse, in the 20th prophetic detail is unto him the obedience of the people shall be. So look at that. Amazing details in one verse. Now the 21st prophetic detail is in Exodus 3, verses 13 through 15, the great I am. And that was fulfilled in John chapter 4, verse 26, and John chapter 8, verse 58. And let's read from Exodus chapter 3, beginning of verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God has said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Verse 14, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. Now let's turn over to John chapter 4, beginning of verse 25 in the New Testament. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Verse 26, then Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I am, I who speak to you am. Is that amazing? Let's also turn to John chapter 8. Let's begin at verse 51. Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets, and you say, If anyone keeps my words, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Verse 54 of John 8. Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old. And you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Jesus is claiming to be 
the great I am, the creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus is taking on himself that identity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the Word became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us. In John chapter 1, verse 10, it says, He came into the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Think about that. He was in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world did not know him. That is the most powerful truth in the universe. It is crazier and more profound than any weird science fiction movie or novel. That the creator of all things, the universe, actually became part of his creation to show us the way home. Hallelujah, Lord. So the 21st prophetic detail was that Jesus would become and be the great I am. He was, he is, and he is to come. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. The perfect present tense. He doesn't have to go through January to get to March. He doesn't have to go through June to get to July. He's, he is timeless. He's above it all. The great I am. The 22nd prophetic detail is in Exodus 12, 5, that the Lamb would be without blemish. The fulfillment in the New Testament is Hebrews 9.14 and 1 Peter 1.19. Jesus was sinless. The 23rd prophetic detail that would be in Exodus 12.13, that the blood of the Lamb saves from wrath. And the fulfillment of that is in the New Testament is Romans 5 verse 8. The 24th prophetic detail is the Passover Lamb, Exodus 12, 21 through 27. And the prophetic detail is fulfilled in the New Testament, of course, in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, where it says Christ is our Passover. The 25th prophetic detail in Exodus 12, verse 46, it says not a bone of the lamb is to be broken. And we know when Jesus was crucified, they were going to break his legs, but didn't because he was already dead. That was a fulfillment in John chapter 19, verse 31 through 36. The 26th prophetic detail in the scriptures so far is Exodus 15, 2. His exaltation predicted as Yeshua. And the, the fulfillment of that is in Acts 7, verse 55 and 56. The 27th prophetic detail is Exodus 15, verse 11, that his character would be holy. Holiness, holiness, holiness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Jesus Christ was completely holy. Look at Luke 1, verse 35, and Acts 4, verse 27. And let me just say that Jesus Christ fulfilled holiness to a T. Perfection. The 28th prophetic detail is Exodus 17, 6. And it was when the rock of of Israel was hit by Moses and water came out. And it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 4, that rock was Christ. The spiritual rock of Israel was Christ. The 29th prophetic detail is in Exodus 33, verse 19, that the character of the Messiah would be merciful. And the fulfillment of that is Luke 1, verse 72. Now, we've already gone through 29 prophetic details 
so far since the beginning of this podcast. This is episode three. But I do want to talk to you a little bit right now, change the subject a little bit, about types and shadows. <clears throat> a type and a shadow is not necessarily the, the revelation of it completely. It's just a little hint. Like a shadow of a man in the sun is not really, you can't see, you can't really make it out fully, but you can get an idea of how big the man is, maybe, uh, his size and shape. Uh, a type and a shadow in the Old Testament, there's so many, it's powerful. Matter of fact, there's hundreds of them. One of them would be like circumcision. Circumcision was a type and a shadow because circumcision pointed to the seed who had to bleed. In other words, a man when he's circumcised is the is a baby at eight years old or eight days old. I'm sorry, not eight years, eight days old. And by the way, that's very powerful because that's when babies produce vitamin K, the clotting agent in the blood. At eight days old, the baby would be cut around his penis in the center of his body. And what's really interesting and amazing to me is that a covenant in the Old Testament is that men would go in between cut animals who were cut down right in the middle and separated. They would go in between those animals and make the arrangements for the contract. And those cut that cut is kind of like a confederate. It means cut to bring together a contract. And let me just say this. These animals were cut down the center. And ready? When God told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob about the Messiah and gave them circumcision, it pointed to the seed that had to bleed. Remember Genesis 3? That the woman's seed would come and and destroy the enemy? Well, let me say that for generation after generation after generation, every circumcision not only pointed to a covenant, but the seed who had to bleed. And finally, when the seed, when the Messiah came through Israel, many, many generations, and many after many Passovers, and of course, that's a type and a shadow too, the Lamb. But after many Passovers and many generations, finally, Jesus came, and he was circumcised when he was eight days old. And by the way, it, it talks about, the number eight talks about newness. The number eight actually is symbolic in the Old Testament and new about new, the, the newness, the new covenant. And when Jesus was eight days old, they gave him the name Jesus. And ready for this? Now, after Jesus came and bled and died on the cross, we don't have to bleed anymore. Circumcision is no longer required because all the blood that had to be shed for the covenant, all, all the circumcisions pointed from, from Israel and all the generations from Abraham all the way to Jesus Christ pointed to the seed that had to bleed. And once the seed who had to bleed came and bled and shed his blood on that cross, now all things were fulfilled. All the blood that needs to be shed was shed. And now the Bible's very clear. In the new covenant, we do not need to be circumcised. We don't need to bleed. He shed all the blood. Of course, we now get water baptized, but that is identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we don't have to bleed. So my friends, not only the prophetic details are we going over in this in these amazing podcasts, in these episodes, and we're at the 29th prophetic detail now, but we are also, also talking about the types in the shadows, like circumcision like the Passover lamb. Have a great day. We'll see you at the next episode. I read it in the big black Bible. I read it in the big black Bible. What Jesus said. Cause I read it in the big black Bible. I read it in the big black Bible. Jesus bled. Rose from the dead.